The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. All right, and that's why I can't wait. It's getting close, baby. It's playoff times. You're a falling apart like a Kurt Cousins in a clutch of moment. Oh, no. Oh, oh if only. <laughs> if only. If we knew. <laughs> if only you had factored the vaccination status or lack thereof of Kirk Cousins into your picks last week. If only he had been able to play. If only the Vikings hadn't lost by 27 it might be different right now, but as we embark on the final week of the 2021 regular season, are you prepared, Christopher, to concede not just straight up no. where my no, lead no, is now no, 11 no. games no. versus the spread? It's up to three games. All right. Best bets, it's up to two games. Whoa. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And wait, like... This isn't the last week. Are we are we not doing the show anymore during the playoffs? I mean, I'm a playoff. Don't we reset? I'm, Wait a minute. No, I thought we. But, yeah, I look thought at we you. reset. You you sandbagging son of a bitch over here. No, we got more football to play. We're we're in the playoffs here, baby. You're not done yet. Stop trying to cut the season short so you can just win right now. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start posting some angry tweets and Instagram stories calling you out and also sharing my bank numbers. Uh, that's how upset <laughs> I, I am about this development. Um, all right, fine, fine. You still have a chance, but there's only 13 postseason games. So you got 29 games left. I know. Well, who knows? Uh, if I take the lead this weekend, I'll, we'll cut it off and we'll start off fresh next uh, for the playoffs yeah, next week. <laughs> if if you take the lead in the straight up, that will be a shock because last week we only disagreed on one game straight up. Uh, oh, well, and yeah, oh, by that's the way, not going to happen. But the spread, pasta and meatballs yeah. came through. The spread, you're still alive. Good I'm surprised. I was very nervous about the spread. I'm surprised I ended up winning against the spread last too. week, ten to six versus nine to seven. I'll take ten and six against the spread any day of the week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll I take you. that. I hear that's you. that's go to Vegas, baby, until yeah. the next week when you go two and fourteen against the spread and all the money that you won is gone. But I, I was happy with that. Uh, but but thirteen and three and twelve and four. For both of us, that's not bad. Straight up, thirteen and three and twelve and four. That's a combined twenty-five and and seven. That's Matt Lafleur numbers. That's pretty good. That's not bad. You're right. You know, it, it's it's all none of it's that bad. I mean, I'm disappointed in my straight up picks, but you know, I'm disappointed at all of it. I feel like I could be better, and I just want to beat you now, and that's all that matters. All right, we move to Saturday. A doubleheader, handpicked by the NFL, with games that have some playoff 
consequence and relevance. It begins with the Kansas City Chiefs at Denver. The Chiefs, 10.5-point favorites. The Broncos aren't playing for anything other than maybe Vic Fangio's job, if any of the players actually care. The Chiefs still holding out hope of being the one seed after squandering that top spot in the AFC in their loss to Cincinnati last week. 10.5-point favorites. Over under a 45, 92% of the spread money is on the Chiefs, according to our friends at Points Bet. Chris, I assume you take the Chiefs to win. Do you take the Chiefs to cover? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm torn between whether I, want, I think they're going to cover or not. Uh, I, I do think, you know, this could be a, hey, Vic Fangio, I expect him to be back with the Broncos. You know, so it's not like it's like, hey, the, the, the coach here is not going to be here, so the team's totally dead. Like, I think there's still something about, hey, trying to win a game, looking into the future. You know, Drew Locke, he could certainly benefit from playing good in this football game. The Chiefs, it's not like, yes, they can get the one seed like you said. It's not really all that realistic that they can get it. I mean, they got to have some things fall their way that I just don't imagine happening. So because of that, I think, Again, this is a week where it's pasta and meatballs or steak and mashed potatoes, gut feelings, psychological evaluations of these teams. I'm going to have the Broncos cover the spread here. I'm going to go Chiefs 28-20 and that the Broncos kind of put just a good effort together to stay, stay in this Ooh. thing. Ooh. By the time I light up my weekly Saturday night cigar, a little relaxation before the stress that is the full day of Sunday football action, I will be up four games in the competition against the spread because the Chiefs will cover 35 to 23. Teddy Bridgewater's on injured reserve. Drew Locke has not been great. The Broncos failed to cover last week against the Chargers. They're done. It's over. And whether or not Vic Fangio comes back has nothing to do with whether or not they win this game. I think it comes down to whether or not the current ownership wants to tie the hands of the next owner with a new contract for a coach that the next owner may not right, want. Right. So Vic Fangio, I think, is going to survive because he's done enough for now uh, to, to justify one more year, and they go out and get a quarterback in the offseason. And, you know, may, maybe GM George Payton is going to want to try to push for a new coach because they get a good quarterback in the offseason, and Fangio may earn himself an extension. But I think Fangio's fate isn't tied to this game the Chiefs need not just to win, Chris, they need to reestablish themselves after getting knocked a little wobbly against the Bengals. You want to go into the postseason feeling much better overall, both sides of the ball, than maybe you do after what happened in Cincinnati where the offense got shut down in the second half, the defense did no shutting down in the second half. They need to get themselves off the ropes and feeling pretty good as the postseason arrives. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. You're right. It's definitely a rebound game. But where, you know, where do you draw the line? You know you're going to be one of the top four seeds. You know you're going to have a home game. You're, you're totally relying on Houston to beat the Tennessee Titans, right? That's, that's the only way you can end up being the number one seed, basically. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with Denver at home making one last-ditch effort. So it would be good. This is a good start-off to our weekend right here. I like this. Well, and the fact that this game was broken out, it – Look, the Chiefs don't know what's going to happen with the Titans and the Texans, and the Texans already beat the Titans once this year, and crazier things have occurred yep. throughout the season. So go ahead and win the game and hope you get lucky, because if you do get lucky, you get a week off heading into the postseason. The Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Seven-point favorites are the Cowboys. The line opened at 2.5 at the Points Bet Sports Book. Now it's moved all the way to seven uh, in favor of the Cowboys. 43.5 over under. Again, I think we both believe the Cowboys win. 
they're the only team in this equation playing for anything. The Eagles already have their playoff ticket. It's not like they can win the division. Do you think the Cowboys come? Well, yeah, I, I, I like Dallas again. It's, it's, it's a little interesting. Is just where do you draw the line again here too? I expect them to win the football game. I do, but covering the spread to me is, is dicey. It doesn't sound like the Eagles are going to play some people. At least that's what I thought I read yesterday at some point. But, I mean, how how all in does Dallas want to go here, too? Uh, that's where I, I, I do. Again, you got to look at the, the, the broader picture here to where, you know, okay, what, you're going to sacrifice the health of the team and things like that just to just to get to, you know, what, maybe one seed better? And you don't even know if that really helps you as far as matchups are concerned? I'm again, I'm going to go, I'm going the opposite direction with you here. I'm going to, I'm going to have the Eagles covering the spread. I don't even know if we're going to see Jalen Hurts. We'll see Gardner Minshew if that's the case, but I'm going to have a 21-17 Dallas win. All right. And Philadelphia covering the spread in this one, because I, 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 okay. I just, I don't, neither one's got a lot to play for. And I'm not sure how all in Dallas is going to go. If it's a third quarter and okay, maybe they're controlling the game and, they know they can't be a one seed. So what? At some point, you got to like call the dogs off and get ready for the, the next game. I, I don't disagree with that concept. But I don't disagree with yours they either. Should be I, doing know. I know. Everything they can to avoid being the fourth seed if the Cardinals end up being the fifth seed. You do not want a repeat of what happened last weekend when Kyler Murray comes back to town and tries to go 10-0 and at AT&T Stadium. They set themselves up for a better chance to prevail if they avoid the Arizona Cardinals in the wild card round. That's all the more reason. And also a team that just lost in week 17. I think you want to go in yeah. to the postseason yeah. with confidence, with a win, get the bad taste out of your mouth from last weekend and move forward. We move forward. Ooh. Go ahead. So I was going to say one thing. I, I, did, I didn't even pick Did I pick a score? 27-17 is my score. There you go. Dallas yeah, I covers. saw you put it in there, so I, 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 I saw it from the start. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where this is really interesting to me because – as we've talked about, like there's no great team in football this year. There's no great teams. I, I can't just sit here and go, oh, I think this team's going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to see how these matchups kind of end up as far as the playoff bracket and then go from there. Like I know there's some teams I favor over others, but again, I think there's some teams where I go, well, this team against that team will change my thought. That's not a good matchup for them. I just wonder how many of these teams are actually thinking of that type of stuff here in Week 17 too uh, because I, I just feel like it's a more prevailing thought this year than normal. There was an issue a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what teams were involved, but there was the question of whether or not it was better to be a lower seed or a higher seed based upon where the wild cards were falling. And Coach Dungy said at the time, yeah. it's always better to be the higher seed. Right. Because the higher you are, the greater chance you're going to get a home playoff game, possibly host the AFC Championship. That's what happened in 2006 for the Colts. They ended up one spot higher. They hosted the Patriots. They won the game. They advanced to the Super Bowl because the Patriots upset the Chargers that year forcing them to go to Indianapolis because the Colts ended up one spot higher. So always strive to get sure. higher, even if you're thinking, I'd rather play the team that I'm going to see if I land in the lower spot. Yeah. All right, yeah. we moved to yep. Sunday. The Steelers at Baltimore. The potential send-off for Ben Roethlisberger that will be the exact opposite 
of what he saw on Monday night at Heinz Field. Because <laughs> you know the Ravens hate him. Right. They hate the Steelers. They hate everything about Pittsburgh. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 41-and-a-half. They are honoring Terrell Suggs. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't suit up and try to chase Ben Roethlisberger around one last time. Uh, do you think that the Ravens win? And they, the Ravens, I thought the Ravens were done. They still have a, yeah, if this happens, this happens, this happens. Here. Yeah, right. Beautiful mind montage opportunity to get in, regardless of whether they get in or not, or even have a chance to get in. They want to beat Pittsburgh. They want to send Ben Roethlisberger into retirement with a giant L on his ass. Do you think they accomplish that objective? Uh, yes, I do. You know, and again, if you see me like looking at my phone, I'm looking at because I got like a chart here of like how it shakes out. All right, just a little bit delay, just so I keep track of all of it because yeah, there are some crazy outcomes here as far as where teams are seated. But at this one, it doesn't matter necessarily to me. You know, yeah, the Ravens have an outside chance of still. You know, making the playoffs. So you're going to get a good effort from them. And I think added on to the, you know, facts that you just explained, uh, they don't like the Steelers. I think they're better than the Steelers. Suggs being there, the crowd, everything that way, going to be on their side. Uh, I'm going the Ravens to win this football game and cover the spread. There, there's no doubt about that. I'm going to go 28-17 Ravens. I don't care who it is at quarterback. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Lamar or Huntley to me in this one. Uh, I, I think the Ravens kind of dominate this game, or, or at least control the game, I should say. Yeah, I got twenty-seven or twenty-four, fourteen. Excuse me, the Ravens winning, and and I don't want the Steelers in the playoffs because the same reason I didn't want the Vikings in the playoffs, and a couple of weeks ago we didn't want the Raiders in the playoffs. Although I've changed my tune on the Raiders, I only want teams in the playoffs that I think can win, and I don't think the Steelers can win away from Heinz Field. They haven't won away from Heinz Field since October thirty-one at Cleveland. They can't. And watch now, they're going to run the table like they did in two thousand five and win every game on the road. No, they won't. Boom, I boom, promise boom. you that. <laughs> yeah, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen this year. Uh, and and they're they're not going to make it to the playoffs because I think they're going to lose to the Ravens and end their season and end the career of Ben Roethlisberger. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland. The Browns are six point favorites. Joe Burrow not playing this weekend for Cincinnati. The line opened at Cleveland minus three with an over under of forty four. It's down to thirty eight with Cleveland six point favorites. It's tied for the lowest over under of the week with Washington and the Giants. We know Case Keenum replaces Baker Mayfield, who's going to have surgery on January 19 to repair the torn labrum in his left shoulder. The Bengals resting some players and are going all in. Who do you think pulls this one off, Chris? Yeah, I, I, first off, I think it's a smart decision by the Bengals. And I, I think it's highly unlikely that you know Denver beats Kansas City and Houston beats Tennessee. So, you know, again, big picture thought here. Just be ready to go at a home wild card game the next week. So I think that's where it's smart. The Browns, I think your team are going to have a little motivation to end the year off on somewhat of a positive note. I do think Kevin Stefanski is going to try to, you know, instill a little bit of, you know, out of motivation to end it off the right way to get to the next season. Case Keenum going to play. All right, that's not a big difference. It might be better than Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take Cleveland to win this football game. You know, like you said, Bengals are going to be checked out and totally thinking about their playoffs. Browns. I think would want to just end the game, end the year on a winning note in front of their home crowd. So I'll go Browns twenty-eight twenty in this one. So you got the Browns covering. I've got the Browns yeah. not covering twenty-three twenty-one. I think six is a little too much because I think it's going to be Dicey. kind of a close game. It's going to yeah. be kind of sluggish. The Browns were so lifeless on Monday night against the Steelers, and 
I, I, I imagine a lot of empty seats at First Energy Stadium on Sunday. I know it's your last chance to go see the Browns, but how excited is a fan base going to be that right. had expected to have a postseason appearance or two when there's really nothing to draw them out for that game? No. There really isn't. No, I know. They don't even get to boo Baker Mayfield. Right. He's not going to be playing. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a lifeless, sluggish game. And you get those sometimes in the final Sunday of the season, whether it's a 17-week or an 18-week season. The Green Bay Packers, four-point favorites on the road at Detroit, over under a 45. According to points bet, 95% of the spread money is on the Packers, who are playing for nothing. But I think Matt LaFleur, uh-huh. coach of the year, learning the lessons, the hard lessons that were learned by people like John Harbaugh. Yeah. Remember that two years ago? Right. Shut it down the final week of the season, had three weeks of downtime between meaningful games, and got beaten in the divisional round. I think that I think that coaches are recognizing it's worth the incremental risk of injury if it means keeping your guys fresh when they're on the brink of being the only team in the conference to have two weeks to get ready for the next game. Yeah, that, I, I agree. I agree with the approach. I think three weeks off is just too much. You know, I do. I, I think you're really being – you know, in a year where, yes, you're the best team in the NFC, but, you know, again, we've talked about it. I don't know if there's any great team where you just clear cut go, oh, my gosh, the Packers are so much better than everybody else. Wow, no. I mean, they, they're definitely going to be in danger of just about anybody coming into town to go, at least in my like keeping the game close in the divisional round. So uh, I, I expect them to win the football game. I like that aspect, and you never know anyways. I mean, last year, wasn't it Bakhtiari got hurt in practice, right? You, you just – you can't always figure these type of things out. They're the better football team. There's no pressure. It's going to be about execution. The Lions will hang around a little, but I'm not the Packers covering the spread. I'm going to go 27-20 Packers. Yeah, I got 31-24 Packers. Same idea. And uh, look, th- there's nothing more that they need to do. They are the one seed. But it's one of those games where – you know, it's, maybe it's an old-school preseason game where you play into the third quarter and you get sure. your starters out and give them a little rest if, if, if need be, but at least they went through the routine. They, they played in some of the game, and then you reduce the risk if it looks like the game is in hand. Um, I, I, just, I think that there's no reason to shut it down. No. There's every reason to keep it going, even if it means you're risking getting someone injured against uh, you know, a team that, that really has nothing to play for, and we know that they're kind of hard-nosed, but um, I, 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 just, I, I like the idea of keeping the pedal to the metal and not, not taking that three-week break, not after what we saw happen to the Ravens that, in That's right. I, I don't remember any really great teams in the history like taking a break in the last game of the year. You know, I always go into WWBD, what would Belichick do? I mean, we never saw him rest starters when he knew he was going to be the one or two seed back in the day where the one and two seed got to buy. Never. They played the game out. You know, to to your point, you know, you want to stay in shape, football shape, you know, go through the routine, all of the things you mentioned, no doubt about it, and continue to work on execution and playing better if you want to win the Super Bowl. So I agree with Matt LaFleur's uh, approach here all the way. All right, next game on the docket, Tennessee Titans 
at the Houston Texans. The Titans are 10-point favorites, 43 over under. If the Titans win, they're the one seed in the AFC playoff field as they'd get the week off and get Derrick Henry back for the divisional round. The Titans lost to the Texans earlier this year. Does history repeat itself, or do the Titans get the win and secure the one seed, Chris? Well, yeah, you, you've heard me talk like, like right, and today you brought it up on the show. I mean, they whooped the shit out of the Texans the first time around. They just messed the game up, and Tannehill, the rain, they made some stupid interceptions and just turnovers it wasn't like they were outplayed where you went "Ooh, this is a little scary the Texans are actually you know doing good things uh I think Titans number one seed you know playing good football and you add the fact that Derrick Henry is practicing this week that adds energy and life to a football team because now they, they see it and go oh my gosh he's he legitimately is going to be back like, it looks like he's definitely going to be back. And if we just have to win two games at home with as good as we are and now he's back at tailback, holy shit, we can go to the Super Bowl, Batman. And I think that's going to add them all the energy and life they need. I'm going to go 31-13, Titans. I got 30-17, to 17, exact same mindset. Look, Deontay Foreman's been running well. The defense has been good. Ryan Tannehill, good enough. And, yes, this is the kick in the ass that they need. Yeah, this is the right. the opportunity to engineer for themselves an easier path to the Super Bowl with Derrick Henry ready to return. You don't have to roll the dice in the wild card round. You don't even have to get out of bed that weekend. You just get yourself ready for the divisional round at home. And if you win that one, you get the championship game at home as well. The Indianapolis Colts on the road to Jacksonville. 15 and a half point favorites in a place they haven't won since 2014. But these are the Jaguars, 2 and 14. Clown costumes expected in the crowd because they're not happy that Trent Bauke is going to return as the general manager. Can the Colts get the win they need to punch their ticket to the playoffs? And as I've said, if you can't beat these Jaguars with a playoff spot on the line, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No, they're going to win. I'm going to. I'm certainly going to say that. I, I'm. I'm, I'm going to have them not covering the spread. I, I. I am. I'm just. I don't know. I'm going to play the fact that man. The Jaguars pull out some trick plays. Do something. I mean, they. They got to uh, just. You know. Again, I know Daryl Bevel's not going to be there, but I. I, I again, I'm just going to. I'm going to play the angle here. I'm not getting into X's and O's. Obviously, the Colts are the better team. They should be able to run the ball in the Jaguars. Carson Wentz is still scary to a degree, in my opinion. He is. And I'm going to play that the Colts feel a little of that pressure and the Jaguars are going to enjoy kind of being a, a spoiler to a degree. I'm still having the Colts control the football game and win easy. I'm going to go 30-17. to 17. I just couldn't go with the 15-and-a-half. So uh, I'm, I might be wrong there because I'm seeing your score there and you're, you're going to go, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I, uh, no, I no no. I got thirty-one to three. Oh, I, I not okay. thirty-one to thirty. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thirty-one to three. I, I'm 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 alarmed by how this team has not responded to the firing of Urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the past, what we see is the coach gets fired, the interim takes over, and you see an artificial bump in the performance of the team because they're thinking if we play well enough for the replacement, maybe he'll get the job, and then we get to stick around. None of that. None of that. And I think that these players know that Daryl Bevel isn't going to be the permanent head coach. And I think they know that Bevel, I don't want to say he was part of the problem, but I think it was an Urban Meyer versus Daryl Bevel thing behind the scenes 
that maybe even Bevel was one of the ones who was behind all the stuff that was out there. There's people who believe that. I don't know one way or the other. But they haven't responded to Bevel getting the interim gig. And I think this is get out of Dodge without a major injury. Let's just end this game. Let's just be done with it. We're going to see some business decisions being made. And I don't fault guys in a meaningless game for making business decisions. It's not like anything that happens in this game is going to carry over to next year. It's not like, oh, we beat the Colts. That's our springboard to finally not being a shit team. Sorry, Kristen, you got a, several uh, profanities you got to take out of this one. But th- th- it's not, it's not, yeah. no, no, it's not happening. It's not, they, they, I think they're done. They checked out. Giving up 50 last week to the Patriots was all I needed to see. 31-3, to Colts win, and they cover, and they get to the playoffs. And they can still be very dangerous in the playoffs, even yeah. though they lost at home to the Raiders yeah. last week. Bears at Vikings, meaningless game. Kirk Cousins is back for the Vikings. Justin Fields will start for the Bears. Vikings are four-point favorites, over-under of 44-and-a-half. Who do you like? Well, why don't you lead it off in in, in the memorial of Kirk Cousins' last game as a Vikings quarterback? Go ahead. I don't think it's his last game as a Viking. I'm not completely sure sure, because 35 million, unless they can dump him onto Shanahan. Oh, I know. Hey, hey, Kyle, you want to – Kyle, Kyle, you want to (laughs) – It it may be Mike Zimmer's last game. Look, I'll keep it very simple. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't see – Anything spectacular happening. I think this is another business decision game on both sides of the ball. Matt Nagy's likely out. Mike Zimmer's likely out. 24-21's a score that I pulled out of thin air, which means the Bears cover, but the Vikings win. But who the hell knows? This is the ultimate who the hell knows game because I don't know that anybody's going to have any real motivation to win this one. This is, let's just get it over with and get the hell out of here. Although Zimmer has traditionally done well in meaningless final week of the season games and he's had several of them frankly uh I, this one because it may be his final game ever who knows because i don't know that the players are really going to rise up and send him out with a blowout victory if he really is moving on you know he, he, he just it's just a weird vibe from both teams right now so 24 21 is my pick but who knows what's gonna I, happen i got the one. same it won't be a best bet yeah i got the same score as you i do i i think you know i'm, I, I'm gonna play you know I, I get you're right i think the writing's on the wall a little for zimmer I don't know. It just feels like that. That's come to an end. I don't know why I get the sense that like, I don't know. Matt Nagy might think he's still alive here to be the coach. And I think the fact that Justin Fields, you know, is playing, I do. That would be my reason for keeping it close, at least. But I am going to go with the Vikings, twenty-four, twenty-one, uh, at home. I think Cousins will be good enough just to for them to move the ball and, and score enough points to win that one. And that was your chance. That was your chance to pick up a game. Uh, we got taken enough the Vikings to cover you. Sure, it's all right. We got all enough right. differences. We're good. Washington minus seven against Clown Show. They're going to be wearing clown costumes in Jacksonville. They're going to be clowns on the field because anytime you have to come out and say we're not a clown show, that makes you a clown show. The Giants uh, at home. Oh boy, they better give them more than a free medium soda for this one. Over under of thirty eight. Lowest over under the week tied with Bengals and Browns at thirty eight. Ninety three percent of the spread money is on Washington. Our are you on Washington for the regular season finale at MetLife Stadium? No, I am, 100%. I and mean, the Giants, it's just become a disaster. You can't trust what you're going to see on the field right now. You can't. I mean, Washington, they're, they're still fighting. They are. And Ron Rivera, of course, knows he's a completely secure. He's trying to build something here for the future. So 24-14 for me uh, with Washington winning this one. Same reasoning, 27-17. Uh, let's take a break. We will look at the late afternoon games in uh, one of the two conferences. I can't remember which one. You'll find out when PFTPM and Chris Sims unbutton. Continue right after this. 
Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hey, FTPM, Chris Sims unbuttoned. Here we are, the final week of the regular season, the late afternoon games, oozing with playoff implications, at least for one of the teams. And that starts us in Arizona, where the Seahawks, possibly the last game ever of the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll era, taking on a Cardinals team that has lost four in a row at home. They get the win week 17 at Dallas. I think they desperately need to get a win, establish themselves. Kyler Murray says he's not going to be scoreboard watching. Obviously, if they win and the Rams lose, they win the division. Do you think the Cardinals end that losing streak at home and go into the playoffs feeling a little bit better about themselves than they did two weeks ago. I, I, I do, yes. I, I mean, the Seahawks are dangerous. It is Russell Wilson. They're, you know, the Seahawks always play hard. That's where I, I can't imagine them just, you know, chalking it up and going, ah, it's over, season's over, Russell might not be here. I, I just don't think that's in their DNA of a lot of the guys they have there. I don't. And, I, you know, and I'm, the Cardinals' defense, you know, the one thing I'll say that scares me, that with Rashad Penny running the football a little, but I just think there's too much on the line. For the Cardinals, and I just think ultimately Cardinals offense just got a little too much talent for the Seattle defense across the board. You know, Seattle likes to cry the line of scrimmage and do some different crazy stuff there. I don't necessarily know if that's the best formula to beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals can throw the screens. Then there goes Kyler Murray faking a run. Everybody collapses. He runs around the edge. So I'm going to go Cardinals 30 to 20 here and have them cover the spread. Yeah, I didn't mention the spread. It's six and a half with an over under of 48. I pasta and meatballs time, plain and simple gut feeling. You look at what the Seahawks did last week, and I know it was against the Lions. They scored 51 points. The offense exploded. I don't know if there's and, – and I, I said a couple of weeks ago when the window opened on the ability to interview assistant coaches, if you fire your coach or tell him he won't be back for next season – I thought that teams didn't take advantage of that because these are relevant late-season data points. you got two weeks left. How is the coach going to perform when maybe he's not quite sure what's going to happen? I mean, that's pressure. You perform under that pressure, maybe you can put a team together that can win a Super Bowl in the future. So I like what we saw from Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll knows that Jody Allen, the owner of the team, has got a decision to make, and she's going to be influenced by what happens late in the season. You go into Arizona when they have a division title still up for grabs and you beat them, maybe he stays, even if that means maybe Russell Wilson goes. Or maybe they do enough in these last couple of games that they can convince Russell Wilson to stick around for one more year, load up the cannon one more time. Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened this week. So I take the Seahawks 27-20, pure gut feeling. And I just don't believe in the Cardinals. Even though they won last weekend in Dallas, I don't see them as a viable team in the NFC. Watch, they're going to win the Super Bowl now. No, I, I understand your concerns about the Cardinals. You know, I, 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 I do think they're going to win the football game. But, yeah, I, I do question about how far of a run they can make in the NFC playoffs. I do. Uh, I understand your thought there. Um, again, I think, yeah, there's certain matchups that are going to be an issue for them. There's still a lot of talent. You know, there is some things offensively that I, I still don't love about their team. 
They are. You know, again, I hate when they're in the shotgun and it's four wide receivers. To me, that's when they're at their absolute worst. Uh, last week, a lot of their big plays came from, hey, two tight ends are on the field and shiftings and motions and play actions and their great screen game off of that. Um, but, you know, we don't see enough consistency, to, in my opinion, on that side of the ball. That's what scares me a little bit. But, but I hear your thoughts there, and it's a, it is a scary one, no doubt, because the Seahawks are just – they're always playing hard. Yeah, and uh... – uh, I, there's just there's just something about that one that, that makes me think they're going to pull it off. And let's let's see, prove me wrong, Cardinals. You proved me wrong last week. Prove me wrong again. New Orleans Saints trying to prove people wrong that view them as not a playoff team. Four and a half point favorites at Atlanta, and we know this is a very bitter rivalry. And the Falcons have been better this year than we thought they would be. They're seven and nine going into the final week. When they lose, they lose convincingly. When they win, eh, they win by this. The, what was it? The skin of their nails. Yes. Is that what right. you say? The skin of their nails. That's how you the hair say of their it. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Saints again, four and a half point favorites, over under of forty. Saints win. 49ers lose. Saints are in the playoffs. Do the Saints win? Yeah, I expect them to win. I do. I think you know they're going to learn a lot from how the Falcons approached that game the first time around. If you remember, the Falcons did a lot of no huddle stuff for like the first half. So the Saints couldn't maybe make all the crazy calls they wanted on defense. They'll be ready for that this time around. I don't know. Pitts pulled his hamstring last week, right? I don't even know exactly what his status is here, sitting here doing this on Thursday, where he's going to go with it. I think the Saints' defense is going to suffocate you know, the, the, the Falcons for most of the day. Now listen, Matt Ryan, he's still damn good, and he's going to make some plays. Uh, but I think you know, with Taysom Hill at quarterback – their run game, he'll make enough plays in the pass game. I'm going to go 24-17 Saints uh, getting the cover and the win, and so do you. I got, tw- I got the yeah. exact same score. That's two games this week. We really do spend too much time together, yes, even though do. it's only been three days a week during football season. Hey, folks, soon it's going to be four days a week again, so get ready for that. But, yeah, get ready for the Saints to win, even though I'm not 100% confident about this one. I'll tell you it won't be a best bet. I think the opportunity for the Saints to, to get to the playoffs if the 49ers should lose – uh, is enticing, and the Saints are a team that I got no problem with them in the playoffs. Well, as much yeah. as I don't want the Steelers in the playoffs, put the Saints on the road in the playoffs. They got the defense, they got the running game. Kamara, get him healthy. He's been healthy lately. If Taysom Hill can run the ball, and I think they would unleash him more as a runner in single elimination games, I, I, I think the Saints could be a dangerous team in the playoffs, especially if they cross paths with the Buccaneers again. Well, that that's where exactly that's where it's interesting. There, there's there's no question. I mean. I don't know if there's a scenario where they can play them in the first round as far as play the Bucks in the first round. Uh, I don't think that can happen. But, yes, I mean, that's where they're dangerous, like you said. It's a great coach. They got a team that has the capability to run the ball and run out the clock. And then the defenses we see can be legit. I mean, it is legit. It can really shut offenses down to where I wouldn't be shocked if they won a game in the playoffs if they got in. I would not. Not at all. Um so I'm with you there. I think that motivation will be real. And, of course, the motivation has to be real not only for themselves, but to also know, like, damn, the 49ers can definitely lose to the Rams in L.A. And speaking of that, the 49ers and the Rams getting together, even though the 49ers have beaten the Rams five straight times, the Rams have the division title riding on this one. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 44-and-a-half. Cam Akers very well could be back this week, which would take some of the heat off of Matthew Stafford, who has been shaky the past couple of weeks. I look at the Rams the past couple of weeks as a team that should be saying to itself, boy, if we can win 
when we played like that, right? Especially offensively, right? If we can put it together, we could win the Super Bowl. And uh, this one's a tough one. This one's a tough one for me because uh, you know the 49ers trying to punch their ticket to the postseason. And at some point, I don't want to get so caught up in these trends that I I just blindly assume the trends will continue. I did that earlier this year in the Rams Cardinals series. Oh, the Rams own the Cardinals. The Rams own the Cardinals, and the Cardinals beat the Rams. So who do you think prevails in this one? Yeah, I, I think. You know, I think the Rams are – it's really like you explained it the right way. And, and, and something I've kind of been banging on the table about the last two weeks and even in my podcast. The Rams got everything going. You know, that's what you're seeing. Everything's going at a high level except the one damn person, and that's Matthew Stafford. You know, it just feels like the pressure of expectations have got to Matthew Stafford a little bit. Like, what? I Wait, I'm supposed to win this game? And what, if I throw interceptions? Like, whoa, People are actually going to care because I'm not on the Lions now. Like, uh, that's what's what it seems to me. I think he'll right the ship in this one. I think the fact that you know they have been beaten by the 49ers and they kind of have their number right now, I think that will play into the motivation of this. And then, of course, the quarterback situation for the 49ers scares me a little bit too. Uh, it, if Trey Lance is playing, I don't think they win the football game. I think you've got to be able to drop back, pass, and throw the ball a little bit to beat the Rams if you're the 49ers. They're not going to just be able to rely on the run game. And even if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, gives them a better chance. But uh, still, missed a week, you know, not getting full practice. Uh, how great can he be? I don't know. And I'm going Rams 28-24. This is playoff game on the – wow, wow. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I know. I, I, this is playoffs on the line for your guy, Kyle. I know. And I, I think he's going to come up with another one of those game plans that cracks the code of the Rams' defense. What are they doing well now? Use it against them. Bait them into certain things. And uh, I think the 49ers pull this off Woo! and get to the playoffs with a 23-20 victory and become a very dangerous and viable team in the NFC playoff field. Carolina yeah. at Tampa Bay. I don't think we need to spend much time on this one. The Panthers suck. The Buccaneers don't. The Buccaneers are still kind of playing for, you know, I don't know how many higher spots they can get on the ladder at this point, but they're eight-point favorites, over under 41-and-a-half. I'll go first. Tampa Bay 41-21. This is the tune-up heading into the postseason. This is the we-don't-need-Antonio-Brown game. Cyril Grayson has been great. Mike Evans is healthy enough. Gronk is still Gronk. They're, they're moving in the right direction, and I, I think they keep it going. After... After barely beating the Jets, this is one of those to catapult themselves into the postseason with a big win, and uh, they, they, they've been very good at home this year, except for the night they got shut out by the uh, New Orleans Saints. Yeah. But uh, I think they continue it on Sunday, and they, they end the regular season with a 20-point victory. I, I think they're going to win. I'm going to have them covering the spread, too, but not maybe as dominant as you. I, I do feel like the Antonio Brown crap is going to distract their football team to a degree. I mean, there's no way. Those guys in the locker room today aren't talking about Antonio Brown's Instagram and he's taking shots at Brady and Alex Guerrero. That's, that's the number one talk in that building right now. It's not about the Carolina Panthers, 100%. Players are listening to coach in the meetings. Yeah, it's great. As soon as they're getting out in the locker room for a break, they're talking about this again. Uh, that, that, I just, that's where I look at it. I'm going to have them covering, uh, what did I have, 27-17, Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, I was going to say something else. Oh, the other thing, too, that plays into the Bucks. this last thing, sorry. It's just, you know, you lose the game and you're the three seed, 
you, you get in danger of having the 49ers to come to town if the 49ers get in yes. the playoffs. And to me, that would be a scary matchup for the Bucs. That that's one of the few wildcard matchups I look at to go, uh, that's not a great matchup for their football team. Uh, but, but it's clearly think they're going to win the game and cover. Hey, the, the potential wild cards in the NFC are all very scary, right? whether it's the 49ers or the Saints, yeah. the Eagles, the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be the five seed is the weakest of the bunch, depending upon, regardless of who, who else gets in. Uh, whether it's Eagles, well, we know it's Eagles, whether it's Saints or 49ers, uh, I think I'd rather face the Cardinals than any of those three teams. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, we'll look at the late afternoon games in the AFC plus our Sunday night game, an old school AFL matchup, a reunion of the Holy Roller as the Chargers roll into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders with a playoff berth on the line. We'll do that next here on this joint edition of PFTPM and Chris Sims on Bunch. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned presented by Under Armour. Here is the spot in the Joint Megapix podcast where Chris talks to you about his friends at Under Armour who have still yet to send me a hoodie. You're not one of their friends until you start losing in picks, and then they're going to make you one of the friends, okay? I haven't given the green light until you're losing. Then you get the free gear, okay? All right, so that's it. Under Armour's still here. They complete me, okay? We are supported by Under Armour, and just like us, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Everything from running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. They even make hoodies that reflect energy. We're not just about the end results, winning, or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of training, competing, and recovering. We give you advantages, but not shortcuts. The only way is through. We must protect this house. Click, clack. Uh, click, clack. I forgot about click, clack. That was a good yes. one, too. Right. Click, clack. Click, clack. The sound of the cleats on the concrete. Yep. Click, clack. Right. Uh, well done. It started off as shoes, and it expanded into everything else. Didn't it start as shoes? I, I, or no. I feel like that's where Under I remember. Armor would suggest. I guess the, I remember tighty, starting the tight shoes. shirts, the tight, you know, yeah. dry fit shirts, spandex shirts, and, yeah, the, the cleats. I think that's where I remember it, too. And I even said, like, I might wear some Under Armour cleats during my podcast uh, when we get in the playoffs and just wear them just so I can feel like I'm part of football again. I, I definitely don't want the tight <laughs> Under Armour shirt. I, I had one of those once. Uh, once, um, Yeah, not a good a look too unless you've got – an Antonio little, Brown, physique. little Roger Goodellish, where you got to pull down you gotta, your shirt, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> the man boobs, and all that. <laughs> you, uh, that's that's Chris Sims, not me. But you, you got to have a certain build to justify the ultra tight uh, Under Armour gear, and uh, uh, we all aspire to do that. Here we go, Jets Bills, late afternoon game. The Bills are sixteen point favorites against the Jets. Biggest spread of the week, 91% of the spread money is on the goddamn Jets, as they said in one of the Adam Sandler movies. Anyway, uh, 
Who do you like? Do you like the Bills or the Jets? And do you like the Bills to cover the spread? I do. I like the Bills in all areas. This is an important game for them. You know, they haven't even won the AFC East yet. Uh, they don't want to be on the road in the wild card. You're going up Buffalo, cold weather, motivated team. I do love the Jets and the way they've been kind of playing and fighting lately. There's no doubt. Zach Wilson's been really damn good the last four or five weeks. But still... You know, I, I just don't know if there's enough to go around here. This Bills defense, I, 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 you know, I don't look at them again as like the steel curtain, but for these type of matchups, this is to me where you know they're a pain in the butt. It's not you know an overly complicated pass offense. The Jets are a good run team, but not a great, so they don't have to totally worry about being like dominated in that area. And I just think Josh Allen and company are going to be on fire and ready to go in this one. I'm going to have them covering the spread. I'm going 31-14. This is a huge game for the Bills, as Pete pointed out. They can be anywhere from the two seed all the way down to the seven right. seed based upon the outcome of this right. game. You want that home game in the wild card round. You want to bring the opposing team to Western New York. Don't want to see the Chiefs the first day. round of the playoffs. Right. Well, and and you also don't want to see the Patriots the first round of the playoffs either. No, uh, they could go to. The, they could be in New falls. England. You're right. In New England, in Kansas City, there's just too many disasters for them if they end up losing this game. I think they win this one big, 34-13. to 13. You know, they, they still almost covered last week, even with three Josh Allen interceptions. They need to iron out some of those details. They, they got a lot of production out of Devin Singletary last week, which was very positive for the yeah, Bills. I think yeah. they're going to have a huge day. They're going to win the division, and uh, they're at least going to get one home game in the playoffs. All right, the Patriots at the Dolphins. Dolphins had their bubble burst last week after seven straight wins, got beat down by the Titans 34-3. to The Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorites. We know historically they've had trouble with the Dolphins in Miami. Will they have trouble with the Dolphins in Miami this time around? I think the Dolphins will hang around. You know, again, the Dolphins heavy on the Patriots, you know, ex-coaches, coaching staff, right? There's a lot of them there. There's some knowledge. They're going to love, you know, the aspect of, you know, maybe just sending the, the Patriots into the playoffs with a nice, nice loss. But I think ultimately what I come down to is just I, I just can't imagine the Dolphins' offense doing a whole lot against the Patriots' defense. That that's where just like we saw last week, you know, it's, it's the the RPOs, the little let me fake a run here and throw the ball three feet in the flat. You heard me say this last week against the the the, the Titans. It just the good coaches like Vrabel or Belichick, they're they're not going to like be fooled by that stuff. They're going to have enough people to stop the runs, and they're going to go, wait, he only throws a fade down the sideline like once every 30 passes, a jump ball. Everything's in this little area. They'll be all over it. Uh, I do. I think this is the last game you see Tua is the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. I think that's over. I don't think there's any way. They will have a new quarterback in Miami next year. You can mark that down right now. Wait, you yeah. don't think there's any way they will have a new quarterback, or you don't think there's oh, any way he'll be back. they will have a new quarterback? Yes, exactly. I just right. want to make sure yeah. two and on is on you. notice of what you are predicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will be back? No, no way. No way. It's over. Right. Last week was the nail in the coffin. Just showed, you know, again, big games, physical teams, any weather element at all, Tua can't play in it. He can't play in it. You know, and all the highlight shows and everything tried to hide his bad plays last week because they're still hoping. I know they all hide it. They all hid them. Nobody showed the interception. I know when. I know and, when to just sit here and smile. Yeah, and let just you smile go. and just enjoy. Go. Sit back and enjoy the ride. 
That's right. You know, and maybe the Dolphins media will put me on their Twitter account again. Uh, screw you guys, too, Dolphins media account. <laughs> and so, yes, Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback there next year, and I'm going uh, Patriots 24-14. <laughs> I got 27-17 Patriots. Look, there are moments when Tua Tonga-Vailoa looks like a competent NFL quarterback. There are moments when he looks like Brucey from the longest yard. And I just had some popcorn. And we saw that last week yeah, when yeah. he went to throw a pass and the right. ball went one way. And it's, it, there's just there's an element that rears its ugly head at the worst possible time. And right. Tuanon can be in denial about it, or they can aspire to have a better quarterback that will better fit the team and better enhance the chances of getting to the playoffs. Because even though they've been decent the past couple of years, no playoff experience, right. no playoff berth, no playoff appearance the past two seasons. Yeah. All right, Sunday Night Football, playoffs on the line, potentially. It's it's winning in with with the possibility of it being screwed up, but but we're assuming it's winning in playoff play in game. L. A. Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers are three point road favorites. Highest over under the week of forty nine and a half. This should be a great game. Can the Raiders cap a season of uncertainty and adversity with an unlikely playoff berth? And it's fitting that John Madden's former team gets into the postseason just a week and a half after his passing. Or do the Chargers with Justin Herbert, the AFC Pro Bowl starter, screw things up for the Raiders? I, I, th- this is one. Hey, it's a tough one. There's no doubt about it. I guess I just look at it a little bit like, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm pulling something up here. Uh, I, I do think the Chargers are the better team. I do. I respect what the Raiders have done, certainly. They're at home fighting, you know, fighting there. And I, I do think that gives them a little bit of an advantage. I do look at the the Raiders, and you've heard me say this a little, their, their run game has gotten going here a little bit. Where you you got to respect it. You do. They're opening up holes for Josh Jacobs. It's not great, but it's good enough. But I don't think it's good enough, in my opinion, to where I just go, ooh, it sways me in the fact that I think they're going to dominate the Chargers you know, to the extent in the run game that it keeps Justin Herbert off the field or opens up these unbelievable passing lanes in the pass game. I always, like you've heard me say, Brandon Staley I think is amazing in the pass game as far as figuring out ways to take away certain elements of your offense. That's where he's special. Uh, I look at that, you know, the, the pass rush for the Chargers. You know, like I said, I think if we sit here and it's the first half and they go, oh, my gosh, like – Josh Jacobs in the running game are absolutely dominating, then I'm going to be in panic mode and go, oh, no, the Raiders are going to win this football game. But I'm going to bet that that doesn't happen and that the Chargers just have, first off, the Raiders' defense plays hard. We know that. They put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. It's a Seattle scheme. There's always seven or eight guys at the line of scrimmage. I don't think their pass rush is going to be able to do much against the Chargers. Their, their pass offense or their pass protection is great. And they have enough of a system and understanding of that Seattle scheme of how to kind of pick it apart. So because of that, I'm going to have them winning a close football game. I'm going to go late field goal, 23-21 Chargers victory. I've got late field goal, 24-21 Raiders victory. It defies everything that I believed about these two teams going into the season. But to have it boil down to one game in Las Vegas – Allegiant Stadium will be rocking. Don't go a knocking. It's a big, big night for the Raiders. This is their chance. And for the Chargers, it's just more of this same up and down inconsistency. You never quite know what you're going to get. 
I expect at some point there'll be some sort of a fourth down call by Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers, that blows up on them and becomes controversial. And I, I just feel like the Raiders, they're this close. It's right there. How do they not seize it? And winning in Indianapolis is what convinced me that they belong. That's a huge development and a good confidence booster. And now they're there. It's one game. And, and they can really reverse a lot of bad vibes, a lot of adversity, if they can pull off this victory, and I think they will. Let's take a break. Best bets and Folsom Prison Blues picks when this joint edition of PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned continues right after this. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned. We come to the point in the program where we make our best bets for the week, and it's the final week of the regular season. Chris, you're up. I'm going with the Ravens is my first one. I mean, five and a half. I think they're clearly going to win the game by more than that. I wouldn't be surprised if they won by 17. Uh, the, the On the road, still a chance to play, and big and still a chance to get the playoffs, and Big Ben's career the way they all want to. T-Suggs, T-Sizzle back in town. You know, the not great passing offense by the Steelers. Added to a not great, yeah, we like to run the ball, but you're not going to run it against Baltimore. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Ravens as my first one here. I uh, hate to say it, but the slot machine is spinning, and we have a match on the first best bet. And I'm not just going to – I'll go first if you want me to on the rest no, of it. No, I, I believe the you. It's all right. one of mine. Go ahead. The Ravens are definitely one of mine, yeah. so we agree on the Ravens. Right. The, look, the Steelers, it's magical at home. And it's a mess on the road. We saw it two weeks ago in Kansas City. The Ravens are going to try to kick the crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think they're going to succeed. Ravens win. Ravens cover. Best bet. All right. You want to go with the next yeah, one? Yeah, go ahead. You go to the next one. Let me hear you. Uh, I can't remember what the next one was. I Let me go with the Patriots, even though that was my third one. i got to refresh my memory on what the second one was. Oh, it's the Buccaneers. I've just told you both of them. The Buccaneers are my second one. I may change my mind on the third one. Buccaneers giving eight points to the Panthers. The Panthers are a mess right now. The Panthers, I'd like to say a swear word, but Kristen's already got enough that she's got to scrub out today. But they are a not a clown show, a different kind of show, a four-letter word show. A shit show, uh, I, think I think, is the word you're I, looking for. I... I I think the Happy Buccaneers New Year, Kristen. Win. I think the Buccaneers win by more than eight points. Uh, I, I hear you there. I, I do. I guess I'm a little scared just because of the A-B stuff, the way they looked last week. Matt Rule's ass is so on fire right now. He's gonna, uh, that's, I had it start as like one of my possibilities, but I'm going to chicken out on that one. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers and the fact that they're going to play. You know, they're going to go out there. The Lions... You know, the season's over. It was a great effort. I get that. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know what it is. I just feel like the Packers, no pressure in this type of game. You know, just the energy of knowing they're the number one seed. And I think they'll see it through. I'm going to pick them to win the game. Uh, I, I think they win the game 27-20. I wouldn't be shocked if it's by more than that. I worry about that one just because the Packers really aren't playing for I know. Anything. When do I they know. call off the dogs? Mm-hmm. When does Matt LaFleur put in backups and, scares and is there too. a backdoor cover by the lions yep. that's what i'm worried about yep. last one for me is the patriots i'll take the patriots to cover at miami and i know they've had issues at miami in the past that's why i feel even more strongly about it and the fact that the dolphins beat the patriots way back in week one that's not something that bill belichick has forgotten and he's trying to go into the playoffs with confidence for his young quarterback confidence for his team 
And what better way to do it than to than to mop up the floor with the Dolphins, at least by more than the six-and-a-half-point spread, Chris? Yeah, I, I, I get you there. I do. I do. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm a little chicken just because of the Miami history there. That's the only thing that's keeping me back from taking that one as well. Um, my last one, I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans riding the train of, whoa, Derrick Henry's back. We're the number one seed, and we're going to get payback on the Houston Texans. All right, Folsom Prison Blues, the one game you would take uh, lying, dying in a gutter. One last game you can pick for this weekend. Who's the team in which you're most confident? I'm taking the Steelers over the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens over the Steelers. That's the one I'm most confident in. I'll take Colts over the Jaguars because, again, if you can't beat the Jaguars, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs, and all they have to do is win, and they're in. We are out. Enjoy the games this weekend. See See you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.